Hello, beautiful people and fellow whiners, and welcome to another episode of A Little Something to Whine About with your host, Siobhan Camille and Ta'e Michelle, where we whine while we whine, W-I-N-E, about life, love, relationships, culture, and more, because sometimes you just need to whine a little or a lot. lot. It is fourth Wednesday. So we are here for the culture. Um, Oh, no, I was right. Okay. (laughs) We're here for the culture. And so we're going to talk about Juneteenth, y'all. It um, just happened. You know, we had to, but we had to celebrate Father's Day. Because they're like, they're like, right, they were the same day this year. They were the same day. So we, we, you know, we like a little party. They were. We were a little tardy for the party. But we're going to talk about this Juneteenth. So I hope everybody had a good one, celebrated, did do whatever it is that you do in your community, because we're going to talk about the community today. Um, so grab a glass of your favorite red, white, rosé, sparkling cider, water, lemon juice, grape juice, non-alcoholic, whatever you got. And join us on the couch. Please don't drink and drive. If you are listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, join us over on YouTube and see us in color. Get the facial expressions and stuff, the hands, the gestures. It's my YouTube. That's why. Well, this is technically why. YouTube. That's the T. I don't know why she just had to make that so complicated, y'all. But (laughs) come on over to YouTube. Good Lord, Jesus. It's been a long day. <laughs> mm. God. Oh, T. Oh, that was so easy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Guys, that's how, how much. It's, it's, it's been one of those days. I'm sorry if I look a little smoky. It's been one of those days. I am getting through i hope you guys are getting through as well um as you know for this month we are featuring the wine hashtag prophecy (laughs) grab a prophecy hashtag grab a prophecy um but the name of the wine is prophecy um and this week i am popping a grape and i think siobhan is as well so before we get into, get into our Juneteenth uh, um, joyous concerns, friends and foes. <laughs> and it might be a little controversial, y'all. y'all, y'all. Um, it, it probably will be. Um, y'all know we don't. Y'all know we, we normal people. Like, we not politically correct people. We like normal. Like, the people that you see, like, when you go home, to the cookout or y'all in the living room chilling like that unruly cousin that 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 uncle who say stuff they're supposed to be saying or that sister or that auntie we those people <laughs> we those people you're we we just gonna tell you how we feel you might not like it though um but before we do that Siobhan let us know about your popping grapes experience so so I have a 2017 red blend, the prophecy. Prophecy. Um, it was either this or their Pinot Noir or Cab. And I don't really like Cab or Renee Sauvignon. I'm not a fan. 
if you know the one, I'm not a fan. So I figure I'd just get the blend, get it out of the way. So I don't know if I have high hopes or not. Um, we here. It's here, Tina. Um, we have we are have sharing the same experience today, ladies and gentlemen, fellow winers. We are I, I have the red blend as well. And I have the red blend because I've had the red blend since Valentine's Day unopened, sitting on my display of wines, which now, because we did this brand, I have to re-up <laughs> and or find another brand um, to display. Um, so because it was convenient and that's pretty much it. And I wouldn't mind doing a Pinot Noir, but this is what I had already. So said, hey, it's here. Let's try it. I haven't had the red blend before. So why not experience the grape of the pop um, on the podcast with you all? Um, so jumping into the topic. Juneteenth. For y'all who don't know the history of it, please go look it up. I'm going to give y'all a real quick synopsis of, of what it was. Okay, we can start Basically, <clears throat> after 365 years in, in chains and bondage, um, I'm usually not great with dates, but I, I remember that, you know, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, after 365 years in chains, um, the African, the descendants of the original Africans that brought to the United States in cross transatlantic slave trade, all that, right? They were freed in what was it 1865? They were free. Yay. <clears throat> However, everybody didn't tell their slaves that they were free. Of course not. Why would we, why would we do that? Who would do that? Who would tell the free, the free labor, y'all free, by the way? Why not? Be, who, Who's telling the free labor that they're free? Nobody. What? So get over on people. Whatever do you mean? So, and I'm not even just coming at white people for that. That's just human nature. People do that. Oh, so, yeah, we did. That's just in general. Like, that's just this, in general. Like, who doesn't? Of course, nobody's going to not take it. Oh, you may not get this for free? Oh, I. Oh, I. That's what they did. That's what they did. So, they did that for, I want to, where, was it? It was like 12 or 13 states that, was it that many? I want to say it was like, so I don't remember the amount of states, but it was a bunch of states in the South, of course. Who did this and didn't tell their slaves they were free until like years later? Okay. Now, that's what Juneteenth celebrates is the freeing of the last slave. The last slaves in these places officially knowing that they were free. I'm going to post a link on YouTube to a good site where you can read all the history of Juneteenth if you really want to deep dive into it. I did when I was like in middle school and high school and, and I haven't like gone in it since. But here's your again overview. So basically, they did all this. There were some states who, who over the course of like five years trickled and let their slaves that are free. The last ones were freed June something, 16th, 17th, 18th. I don't remember, whatever, but somewhere between the 13th and the 19th, because it's the 10th of June, like 19, eight, sorry, 1870 something, I think was when like the last ones were free. So Juneteenth is to celebrate that. Uh, I don't remember the state that freed the last ones. I want to say it was Texas. But don't quote me because I'm not a. Was it Tennessee? I'm not sure. I don't remember. Don't quote me because me and history are not friends. Yeah, history and I are not friends. 
So I don't remember the last state, but I do know that Texas, ironically, was the first state to acknowledge Juneteenth as a holiday, a state holiday. Um, but that's the history of Juneteenth. So Juneteenth across the country, among the African-American, Black American, whatever community, has been celebrated for like a century. Okay, like since all that happened, it's been a it's been a thing. It's been a thing. Has been celebrated. Some states made it an official holiday. Most did not. And then last year, two years ago, it became a national holiday. Last year. Was it last year? Listen, I'm still on COVID time, y'all. I don't really know. That's, that's why I'm remembering it was last year because I was home. I wasn't working when I heard it. And when I heard it, I was like, mm. you know what? That's true. I guess it was a one because COVID actually went down in like 2020. So yeah. Okay. So last year it was made a national federal holiday. And that is what we are here to discuss today. So that's the history of Juneteenth. Again, if you want a full link, come on over to YouTube. If you're not here. So oh my stuff. We giving y'all like a general. That's a big general. to start. We're giving you a started, we're giving you the started line. That's the overall history. Um, if you want the details, click the link. Click the click the link. I'm gonna click the link myself because I need a refresher. I have not where Juneteenth was always something that was brought up in my household, um, so that we recognized it. It wasn't uh woo, yeah, you know, that thing, but it was definitely a recognition, it was definitely a conversation. Um, never really fully deep, deep into it. Um, but I feel like part of that was because talking about things like that can start to stir up certain feelings and, you know, so acknowledging it without, um, being, I hate this word, triggered, mm. um, was, was what it was as far as my household went, um, because I have, feelings about things um as we all do um and I know how I process things and you know it, it's a whole thing for me and my parents knew that um I have seen pictures of my dad literally in marches so and her stories from my aunts and it's a big thing um so it was acknowledged in my household, uh, was like I said, wasn't like, whoa, we're about to go out here and celebrate, do cook out, all that. No. Um, see, we did. I did. We, yes, where I grew up, Juneteenth was a big, it was a big thing. Like, I, I, I celebrated Juneteenth for so long before I even knew what it was about. I just knew you checked your calendar in middle school. I remember the first Juneteenth I went to by myself, I was 12. The thing is where I'm from, it's, so there were, my dad was part of an organization, which was for firefighters of color in the city. And every Juneteenth, they did the parade. Like they were part of the parade. So I grew up knowing about Juneteenth because my father was always in the, in the Juneteenth parade, which started downtown and then went to the South side. The South side was, was black. I mean, a lot of South sides in this country are black, right? So the South side was black. And that's where it was. Um, for a long time. They moved it when I was in high school downtown. It lost a lot of the authenticity. We'll, we'll get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get there. But what it was for us was, it was just a great time to celebrate. 
And honestly, it was a day where, mind you, a lot of the East Side gangs did not come to the South Side like that. But if they happened to roll through, it was a day of peace, for real. Like, yes, violence did happen. Don't get me wrong. But as far as like the shootings and the gang, people didn't do that. And part of that was you had the whole family out for Juneteenth. Like you had little kids. And if nothing else, when the era I grew up in, the era I grew up in, even thugs, hoodlums, gangsters, whatever, gang members had respect for children. So when you got all these little kids and a lot of them had kids, I think was the other part of this, they weren't doing all of this shooting around kids. So it was like you had the kids and you had the elderly out because every around like 10 o'clock, they always had a concert and it was always a concert for like the singing the saints. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for the singing saints. Because it was always like, I think Earth, Wind and Fire came one. Like it was always the 70s, 80s, 60s, 70s, and 80s hot. You know, when they were hot in those days, they came and that was the concert. Um, it was really great for the community. A lot of, because it was in the South Side, it was at the Southwest Community Center. So it was on Southwest Side, technically. Southwest Community Center and that whole neighborhood, it was great for the, the local businesses in the Black community. Like that's where they got a lot of their money was during Juneteenth. And we all went, I didn't know what it was about. All I knew was my mom would drop me off at the Southwest Community Center and say, bye. Were your friends, you with them? But I also, once I started dancing in this company, because it was a black owned company, we performed at Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. So I performed at Juneteenth for three or four years. Um, I also did it once with my boo loves when I was teaching. So there's that too. But that's, so that's been my history with Juneteenth. And I think around middle school, I asked my mother like either seventh or eighth grade when I was going like, what, what is this about anyway? What is Juneteenth? And that's when she gave me the, the history. Um, yeah yeah it wasn't that for us um we it it just wasn't I, I grew up in dc so if look the federal government just made it a holiday last year clearly it was not something that was just like broadcasted like that like if you knew it was one of those things like if you know you know you know what i'm saying if you don't oh well it's um and i guess that's also once i learned what it was i i was like oh okay so it actually made me feel um uh it made me feel it made me sit a little bit sit up a little bit more um you know carry with a little bit more pride because it was like oh we actually do have a holiday of our own a couple of weeks ago we did um an episode our last on our last photo culture called you know protect you know gateway for culture you check the link above i will put it up there so that you can watch that episode and i feel like that's what they were doing juneteenth where i in my childhood was celebrated within us if you know you know if you don't yep. You know. yep and it was protected yep. you know um <laughs> it was so protected where when i as i got older when i would mention it around I'm just to be blunt about it, white people, they would get uncomfortable. So that was another part of me learning, you know, uh, you know, why, why does that make you uncomfortable? Um, 
you know, so, you know, as you get older, you, you, you learn a little bit more, especially when you start to see how systems and society, you, you really connect those dots. Um, and, and, and so I, I think in the area where I grew up, I grew up in the city, Washington, DC, born and raised, that's where I was at. Um, so it, it wasn't like, we're about to broadcast this. Um, we didn't broadcast it. I'll say this. So I grew up in upstate New York and all of us had, all of the cities of upstate New York had our own versions of, like had our own celebration for Juneteenth. And they were all, right. to my knowledge, they were all kept in the city. And it was very much, or in a community. So even then, we all knew because we all got together and you may see a couple white people here or there. You may see a couple Latinos here or there, but you basically saw us. You saw Black Americans doing Black American stuff, everybody coming together, learning about their history, watching, you know, reenactments, plays, all of this stuff, getting some good food, getting some good music, vibing, partying, day of peace, you know, cops were out in full effect because, again, when you get a bunch of African Black Americans together, people already automatically assume it's going to be violence. Now, I will say there are a couple years that it did turn violent, and I know nobody's going to want to hear this. But two of those years, I know for a fact because I watched everything that happened because of where I was sitting. And if y'all don't know me, I am the person to find a perch on high and observe. So I am the person to, oh, I saw everything that happened. Two of those years, I'm not going to say, I'm going to say that the cops escalated problems and made them worse. You don't have to like it. That's the fact of what happened. You had two girls fighting and all of a sudden it turned into a whole lot more because the cops escalated it. You had two people yelling, it turned into more because the cops escalated it. Because they were already, at, while everybody else is in chill mode, I don't know what they told the police department. As far, I mean, it's going to be a good, but if you already amp people up to be on guard and protected, then any little hairpin, they're on a hairpin trigger. And that's what you got two of those years. That was the last two years that it was, and this is why I don't think it was a coincidence, that was the last two years that it was on the South Side. After that, they moved it downtown. Now, here was the issue when you moved it downtown. Number one, as I said, it was a very big cash cow for the Black community because you had Black people from all over the city congregated on the South Side in like four blocks. And it was getting huge. Like it was outgrowing the one block stretch that like the four block stretch on this one street that they had. But they really could have gotten permits or allowed permits to move onto the side streets and the next major street down so that it took up that. Instead, the city decided, oh, no, we'll take it downtown. Why? Because there are a lot of white owned businesses downtown. So now and then you have to now charge people vendor fees and all these other fees that the city once the city gets involved on that level. Now you're paying more fees and it lost its luster because it was also a matter of why we were so convinced. You saw everybody you knew. It got too spread out, honestly, for the size that it became. It was like, and then it got segregated, like internally within the community. For us, it was always a matter of, you saw the, the kids were here, the, the, the teens were here, the older people were here, but we were all on, again, it's for a block. So it was all maneuvered in. When they moved it downtown, it really truly became oh no, we're going to put the kids over here and we're going to put the teens right here and we're going to put the older people over. And it became generationally segregated where it wasn't when it was just us. And 
when we were the ones leading it and we were the ones spearheading it, it, it was in our community. Once it got downtown, and again, once you put it downtown, now it does, like she said, now it becomes bigger and it's broadcast. Whereas it was really only mentioned on the black radio station. Now it's mentioned on everybody's radio station because again, everybody come on down to Juneteenth, even though y'all don't know what this is really for. Y'all are treating it like y'all are treating this like it's the Greek festival or like it's October. Yeah, you don't care. And that's and not what that, this is about. Which is why we're saying all of this to say, well, I get, I'm, I'm presumably saying, we're saying this to say, I, where I appreciate the gesture, because that's what I'm gonna call it, uh, it becoming a national holiday, cool, great, we get national recognition. Um, it's one of those things where we didn't need it. I we don't appreciate the pandering. I consider it pandering, I won't even call but it. See, that's, that's what I'm getting to. We didn't need it, we, we know, you know what I'm saying? One, we know how y'all truly, we know how the America truly feels about us. So now I feel like, oh, you throwing me a bone? You know, so it's like, oh, we're going to give y'all this holiday. We already had the holiday. I already had it. Whether you acknowledged it or not, we already had it. So you finally acknowledging it, okay, cool. But also what you're not going to do is acknowledge it and then turn it into a St. Patrick's Day or a Cinco de Mayo or, you know. Capitalism. A, a, capitalize on it. Like, what? Like, and I know I'm, I'm glad Walmart, stupid as they were, uh, took the ice cream down. But the point of the matter is, why, why was it even out? You know what I'm saying? Like, why was that even a thing? Because this world of today is now in so much into um, diversity and inclusion, how, Sway? But how, that's, how did you get there? But that's, that's one. the whole thing you were saying before about protect your culture. Right. So that's one. Two, so no one thought, you know what, let's, outside of Google Target, let's put the Black brands in front as a celebration. Not that they shouldn't be in front all year round, which is how I truly feel. So, oh, because it's Juneteenth, now you're going to give us uh, some recognition? I feel some type of way about that, but you know what? I'll take that because I'll take that and I'll support that black brand before, after this as well. Um, so that they know it's not just because of the holiday. You know what I'm saying? Like, so is that, the other part is, I like another reason why I say, I feel like you throw me a bonus because why you throw me this bone in schools, you're not trying to teach. What it's about. What it's about. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't really teach for real, for real, what it was about when not well, not in PG County at least. When I was in school, like you really didn't touch bases on Juneteenth for real, for real, when I was in school. So now you guys don't want to teach on the his the real history at all, but you want us to celebrate this, which then raises the question to anybody with any type of brain: Well, what what we celebrating? Well, what happened? That's the question, which means now you have to talk about it. But if you were talking about it from the beginning, people will already understand the symbolism that it's supposed to have with it now being a federal holiday. My thing is, it wasn't for it wasn't for you. 
everything's not for you. This was about <clears throat> Juneteenth, as we said in the history at the beginning, was very specific and particular to who it's about. It was about emancipation. It was about the freeing of the slaves who were supposed to already be free. And I guess that's the irony of this whole thing to me. <laughs> <clears throat> These holiday itself came about because people told slaves they were free when they've been freed for years. So as you said, it's about, oh, you threw me a bone. That's way overdue. And, then, and, to that, and to that, to this, this isn't even you throwing me a bone, it's you pandering to something I didn't ask you for. And at the same, because the point, because at the end of the day, Juneteenth has been celebrated from Chicago to Dallas, to Florida, to New York, to DC, around DC. I know that they had Juneteenth celebrations, whether they were huge or not. I know that they did in black communities, even if it was a block party somewhere. I know that they did. And now, and when you when you started talking about that, I had to think about it. Um, over there by the big cheer, I'm not sure. And that's why I can't say that I know. I know that they did only because when I went to college and I knew people in DC and then we were talking about Juneteenth that came up at one point and they were talking about the stuff that they went to. So all the way to California, it's been a national holiday in the black American community. And my thing with that is I I personally, and I think a whole lot of other black people agree, didn't need you to co-sign on what I'm already doing. Imagine that's that's the thing that's crazy to me and how so many black people got so geeked up about it. It's, the, yeah. it's no different than when we tell, when you sit, cause we talking to black people. It's no different than we sit around and go, oh, imagine somebody being like, so this is my thing. We get so upset about, oh, now cornrows are cool because a Kardashian did it. Oh, now this hairstyle is cool because this other white person did it. Oh, now TikTok dances are cool because this white chick did it and get annoyed by that. That same energy we need to carry when it comes to Juneteenth. Because we we were doing this for a century. A century. Ever since Juneteenth happened, we've been celebrating and those celebrations grew across the nation to my little city of upstate New York. Okay, people? So we've been celebrating this thing. I don't need your validation. We don't need your validation. And, And honestly, at this point, I don't, I didn't want it. This was mine, and at the end, like how many? Because how many? I don't need anybody to coming up to me telling me happy Juneteenth, and I haven't had that. But again, at the same point, I work from home. I don't. I think the people in my company are a little more culturally sensitive to me doing all that. But that's not what it's about. It's it's not. It was never about that. It was about us. It was about us, and I'm a I'm gonna make other people even more mad because when it passed, it didn't pass with all the votes. And I'm gonna be honest, had I been in the Senate, I think was supposed to, or the House, whoever was gonna pass it, I wouldn't have passed it either. And I'm gonna tell you why I wouldn't have passed it either. Because of how y'all named it. And see, this is the other problem. Because when you give your culture or you allow somebody else to come in in your culture and tell you about you, then they come and tell you about you. So now the official title of Juneteenth, which is why it is divisive, it is extremely divisive, is Juneteenth Independence Day. Ladies and gentlemen, black people, black Americans are not independent of, of America. We're not, we are not. It was not about independence. We do not operate. We are not a community that operates independently of the rest of the country. We do not, we do not have our own. I know a place, I'm gonna tell y'all this. I'm gonna tell y'all this. Baltimore's Jewish population, kind of, 
because they got their own police state. They got their own cops. They got their own ambulance. They had their own hospital. Yes, they do. They do. Black Americans do not have that. So there is no independence. We are not independent. But the other part is that, of that is part of it is because not part of it is because we can't. And history has proven it. But that's, and, and that's fine. But that's not the point I'm making. My thing is, no, no, it I is extremely you, divisive. It's extremely divisive because that's not the fact of the matter. Had they named it Juneteenth Emancipation Day, I'd have been here for that. Because which that's what, what it was. was which is what it was. Which is what it was. It became a, a federal holiday. That's what it was. Because my mom, working for DC government, was always off on that day. But I never knew what that meant. So that's why I said when you started mentioning the block, you know, block, I said, you know what? When we buy the big cheer, was that what that was for? I know it was always in June, but I never put two and two together. Two and two together. So that may be what that was, because it was like a big block party. And I'm the big cheers over there in Southeast off Minnesota Avenue, Pennsylvania Avenue. That. So if you're from DC, then you know. Um, and they stopped doing that. And I and I'm thinking that that's what it was because it was a, a it on the strip. It was a um, like a very, very, very small theater. And it had a little stage and they would always do like some type of black history, like play or skits or something. And I remember we used to go in and watch. Now I'm recalling, you know, fragments start peeking through your memory. And I'm, I'm thinking maybe that's what that was without me knowing it. That's what that was. But I do remember my mom always being off because she worked for the D.C. government. Um, D.C. government had all, always recognized it, but it wasn't recognized federally. And I know that because my mom worked for D.C. government and my sister's mom worked for federal. So that was a whole thing. Um, but that's my point. Like my, my issue when, when I read who, who, who knocked it down, <clears throat> or who voted against it. And I saw all these people talking about it's divisive, it's divisive. And I was like, how sway? And then when I went and looked and said, and I saw the official name of Juneteenth is Juneteenth something National Independence Day. I was like, we, America as a country has an Independence Day because it is truly independent of Britain. It is truly, America is truly in, in, independent of England. It is its own sovereign nation. Yes, it is independent. If England were to fall into the sea tomorrow, America still goes. It's not that. When it comes to the black community, the same cannot be said. And as far as that goes, Juneteenth wasn't about independence. It was about emancipation. It was about freedom. And being free and being independent are not the necessarily the same thing. They're not the same thing. This was about emancipation. So yes, the people who wrote this, you wrote it to be divisive because had you just called it National Juneteenth Emancipate, Juneteenth National Emancipation Day, I think you would have gotten more supportive. But that's my issue with all of this anyway. It, it continues, and I'm gonna leave everybody else out of this. It continues the black white divide because that's what this was about. This is how this all started. White slave owners, black slaves, there you have it. It continues this divide when you do things like, oh, Juneteenth National Independence Day, when there's already a National Independence Day. For what? Like, what's the point in the division? Because it's not even accurate to the meaning of, the, of that word. 
it's not. We are not nationally independent. We're not. We're nationally emancipated, but we are not. We are not independent. So that whole thing was crap to me anyway. I have always appreciated Juneteenth because I saw it bring community together. Because I saw gang members chill the hell out for a weekend. I saw. I saw war. I saw the three, the three hoods, the three gangs that I said earlier when we were doing our one-on-one that my ex had to walk through. They were all on the South side. He lived on the South side. All three of those gangs were at Juneteenth. All colors of flying, yellow, green, and something else were always together. And you would still see purple, because that was the East side. Purple rolled through real quick and it was like, we black. And it was that. It was a day to just be like, yo, whether you got green, blue, purple, pink, whatever bandana color you got hanging out your back pocket, wrapped around your head, the end of the day, your skin, your nationality, your heritage, baby, we black. So I'm not gonna shoot you. You on my side? Did we all in the same diaspora? So baby, I'm not gonna even blast you for you being on my block right now because you, you're spending money at my mom's shop. You, you know, you see my daughter and you ain't sitting up here trying to shoot her. You got my son and you, you walk past them, show them the deuces. It was a day for us to put all that other foolishness to the side. Now, if you have have personal issues with people, that's different. I mean, personal issues are personal issues, regardless of, regardless of we got the same skin tone or not, that's a personal issue. But stupid stuff over gangs, like flags and colors, all of that went out the window. And for us to like I said to be just comfortable in our skin and and it's yeah just and we don't get a lot of those moments so when we do get them we do have to cherish them do I understand the whole thing of the victory in um so to speak it becoming a federal holiday and it being recognized by the masses, I understand that. I understand how, you know, it, there's a good side to that. Um, I just don't want us, as we tend to do, get so wrapped up in that one part that we forget everything else. You know, we forget the the importance and of what of what it actually is, you know, what it actually means, what the real symbolism is, the real quote unquote, as people like to say, struggle. The meaning, and, the meaning of what it yeah, is. Yeah, that the whole don't don't push it to the side or you know, try to devalue it by and I feel like in a way we have to keep its authenticity. Yes. We have to hold it up to that that authenticity. The authentic, uh, authentic, yes. I said authentic. authentic. What is authentic? I'm creating words, okay. Um, the authentic cloth of who we are and 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 the real meaning behind it. Otherwise, it will get lost and turned into another Cinco de Mayo, another Saint Patrick's Day, um, a Thanksgiving, uh, uh, a Christmas. You know, it'll lose its meaning, um, and it's important. Because it is important, you know, that we recognize that date, even though we don't officially know. This is the other part thing about history, too. We don't officially know 
that that person that they claim is the last slave to be free was really the last person. Mm-hmm. We really don't know that. We know what it says on somebody's book somewhere. Right. But history like, is written by the victors. So yeah. take that, take that with a grain of salt. Right, you got to take it with a grain of salt too. Now, will we take it? We'll take the victory, yes. But let's keep, that's what, we have to keep all of this into, in perspective. Um, and I think that's, for me, is the biggest thing. Let's keep this in, in perspective. Let's use this as if, since we have this, and since it has been, um, deemed whatever you know a holiday nationally let's now let us as a community capitalize on that you know let us uh broadcast our businesses more let yeah. us support our businesses more without complaining the nitty-gritty and the prices you know, and all of that yeah. and all of that let us also not also allow as a business person oh not saying you got to give everybody the hookup, but you know what? For the, let's do this for, for the, the culture. culture. You know, um, so let's let's take uh, uh, let's take some things from some of these <laughs> other cultures. You know that they do with each other, where they wrap each other up in in in, in the culture. Oh, because you, we are just simply of the same culture. We gonna hold you tight. Let's do that. Let's unify. Let it be a day. Come together. Let it be a day. And not for no foolishness. Not for a hot girl summer. Not for uh uh. We're gonna be talking about that though. So you have your hot girl summer because we're gonna talk about hot girl summer. Oh, we're gonna talk about hot girl summer. I'm not saying nothing (laughs) wrong with the hot girl summer. I'm just saying let's not let only the hot girl summer be the reason why we come together or the hoochie daddy shorts. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, like let's or a twerk contest. You know, or a pie eating contest or any type of eating contest. I mean, we like to eat though, you know, but who does? You know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, let's let's unify and and capitalize on our us being a unit as the culture versus um allowing others to to capitalize on it or to dictate how much. Or, or, you know, or how we celebrate and or how we celebrate. Right, right. It, it has happened. It's a holiday. Now let's, it's time for us to own it. You know what I'm saying? We like, still have to be in control of it. Yes. Yeah. And and as long as we remain in control of it, um, like I, I, I completely, where the holiday is nerve wracking to an extent, I completely appreciate us as a culture getting that ice cream removed. Yes. From Walmart. And we need to continue to do that. When you see foolishness, call out that foolishness. Call the foolishness. Do not let people pander to you. Do not let them capitalize. As she said, don't make this a holiday about ice cream or cooking or anything stereotypical. Because let's be real. Single de Mayo has turned into let's all take tequila shots because it's out of Mexico and the and the because it's truly a Mexican holiday and it's not even one of their big ones to be honest but it's a Mexican holiday and because Mexico is known for tequila America has turned it into the tequila day and I ain't hating on Single de Mayo because that's the birthday of the podcast 
um and we drink it so you know right but, but or saint patrick's where day it comes from we don't want to just take away from their culture in general you want to recognize all of it or saint patrick's day which has turned into again a stereotype about the irish because people go out and drink and drink and drink and drink but that's the funny the funny part is if you actually look up the history of saint patrick's day it's a it's janky. It's about a Catholic who went to overtake Ireland and all of the what was it, Protestant savages? Well, I don't remember what they were, but it was a pro. It's not. It a was massacre. It was a massacre. It, guys. So let's not allow this to become the holiday of fried chicken and watermelon. And I hate watermelon, so let's really not let this uh, become the holiday of fried chicken it, and watermelon. <laughs> but let's not make this let's not allow this to become a stereotype because that's not what it was for Juneteenth will always have a place in my heart because I I learned a lot about my community and my culture during Juneteenth as a child as a 12 13 14 15 year old girl I had some of the best times of my life walking up and down South Avenue (laughs) up and down South Avenue four blocks I had some great times with my with my friends, with my mother, because my mom came with me to Juneteenth once and we walked her, man, and this old man tried to hit on my mother and me and it was hilarious. Ty A. Michelle, it was hilarious. Because we were walking, I mean, because we used to walk on the South Side anyway, like me and my mom, we knew the South Side, I like to walk. So we were walking, man, this old man was washing his, when I tell you, God, my mother is, she older than me, okay? My mother then, she wasn't a spring chicken when she had me. She wasn't old, old, but you know, she was solid. So there's a gap between me and my mother is my point. Like my mama looked good. She looked good. Don't do that. But it was a gap. Okay. So I was 12. Like my mom was in her forties. Right. She was, she was, you know, but she wasn't. In and this old dude, and when I say old, like he looked like he was my grandfather's age. Okay. <laughs> we walking by and this man stopped washing his car and said, mm, look at the sister. Hey, I like the little sister. How you doing? My mother said, that's my daughter. He looked... <laughs> that was the first time I ever seen my mother squat up, y'all. And it was great. It well, was clearly, great. you were 12. <laughs> if you ever... But you see my mother, you met my mother. Like, my mother and her mother, our mothers are the same type of chill, okay? Miss Denise and Miss Patricia are the same level of of chill. We're not going to raise a voice. We are going to do this as ladies. We are going to be comical. My mother said, that's my, I mean, now y'all, my mother was raised in the hood, but you would never know this about my mother if you ever met her. But all of the West Side came out of my mama. She said, that's my daughter. He said, oh, I'm so sorry. She said, I mean, yo, but anyway, so Juneteenth has a place in my heart, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Juneteenth has a place in my heart. I'm just still picturing mom like turn gangster. Like, you was like, I mean, she. I, I just, I saw her like, you know, mom sitting down and then turn gangster. And my brain did like a spin around real quick. She had on a bandana. <laughs> Y'all, she did. If you ever seen Nicki Minaj do the, ugh, she had that look. She had the Nicki Minaj. She was a dark skinned Nicki Minaj. Like what? <laughs> he said, "Look at the sisters. Ooh, the little sister." My mama said, "That's my 
I said, oh, he, she's going to kill you. She's going to kill you on your own property. You're, you're, about, to, you're about to die. You're about to die? <laughs> he was old enough to be her father. That's why I think she was like, have you lost your mind? Lost your ever-loving mind. And then for you to single out the spatula, the youngest one, said the little sister, my mother All said. All red flags. All red flags. Oh, no. <laughs> we were literally walking past this man, and she, she turned, because we were past, I mean, we were walking up, and he stopped when he saw us. We walked past when he made this comment, so we're still walking. She stopped, and the whole turn was like, I said, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's my daughter. I said, oh, snap. You're going to die. You're going to die. <laughs> You're going to die. I don't want to be responsible for that. I'm only 12 years old. You're going to die. Mamas get gangsters for their babies, okay? You ain't got to tell me. My grandmother went in somebody's house and snatched her out and beat her behind because of my mama. Well, she didn't snatch the woman out of her house. Her friend snatched her out of the house. But my mom, my grandmama threw her in the pucker bushes and beat her. No, she wanted to make that distinction. I didn't pull her out her house. She was in her porch and I snatched her out the door. Now, Miss Rosie or whoever her friend was, she went in the house, but I didn't go in the house. I just pulled her through her door. I said, no, no. That's why I don't have but, kids, y'all. That's why I don't have kids. But when you start talking legal, it matters. <laughs> you went, <laughs> you reached in her. But then she was like, yeah. And then uh, when your uncle came home from work, I, I got on the back of his motorcycle, told him to get me out of there because the cops was <laughs> I love my family, guys. I love my family. I love my family and my grandmother. This was, this was my favorite grandma, y'all. Rest in peace to her. That was my lady. And grandma was a thug. She was. Listen. Listen. Translation don't make your mom mad because she got some Listen, I know this is way off Juneteenth right now, but y'all really, I'm so the chill sister, but y'all ask Michelle, man, she, at her wedding, man, I got mad one time and raised my voice. And her and Eureka both was like, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I know we be loud sometimes, but when she raised her voice, one, I was already in emotional state because it was my wedding and I had some other things going on and it was a lot. Okay, I thought I was dying. Um, um, when she raised her voice, I was like, and I told my husband, Siobhan yelled. He was like, what? <laughs> y'all, I'm loud and I'm passionate. So y'all know everybody gets used to this tone because I'm elevated. Yo, I yell. I said, shut. I said, everybody be quiet. Her and Eureka was both like, and then I brought it back down. Now, I would like to apologize <laughs> for what we did. We should have done better. I'm sorry for that. But uh, that, y'all, y'all, y'all. But that's the, that's the family I come from, y'all. We quiet. The women in my family, you would not, my mama's side, you would not think. You would think. We just, we chill with RBF, resting bitch face, for those who don't know. But you get us annoyed, man, we squat. We squad real quick. But anyway, so Juneteenth has a special place in my heart, and I don't want to see it turned into Cinco de Mayo, St. Patrick's Day, or the day of fried chicken and watermelon. I don't, I want us to protect it. I want us to hold on to it. I want, it's ours. 
And I, I, I understand. I really do understand wanting to be acknowledged, but to me, at what cost? At what cost? Because everybody always with the, the Tony's so white and Oscar's so white, and why you care so much? Why do you care so much? Do you really need that much validation from quote unquote others that you then in the next week turn around and you're mad because when they steal your dance and put it on their TikTok, they now have an endorsement are on Jimmy Kimmel and 45 million views where you only have 2 million. You, we cannot play both sides, man. You can't. You can't because the reason they think that's okay is because it's like, well, they're constantly looking for validation at our Oscars. So we're giving them homage in our, in our TikToks. They should be grateful. That's why, that's why we can't, don't allow this to become what it was never meant to be. In our community, we built it to honor, to honor, acknowledge, recognize, and remember. And it needs to still be a day of honoring, recognizing, remembering. It needs to still stay that forever yeah. for us. For us. And so whatever they want to do with it, I'm not going to say cool. Whatever they try to do with it, you still need to check that. You still need to check it. Because they started selling pork. If they made Ramadan a national holiday and started selling like pork sandwiches, Muslims would riot in the streets and they would stop that foolishness. So what y'all did with the Walmart, with the with the ice cream yes because that was foolish this is not a holiday of foolishness it's serious do we get together do we have fun do we party it up yes and guys don't shoot each other on juneteenth man just take the day off okay just take the day off. um but I, and i'm serious when i say this like because again i've seen it put the community if no other day out of the year put the community first for the culture on juneteenth every year and don't even do one day of Juneteenth. Do the 13th through the 9th. Do the whole week. The whole six days. 13th through 19th. It's just, nah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that for Juneteenth. We're not doing that. The whole team, all the teams in June, we're not doing that. Catch me on the 20th. You should have done it on the 12th. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, and um, my final words of this is the way that we do that is to properly teach our children, um, where I didn't know, or maybe I did and it's not connecting, let's not give our children that opportunity for it not to connect. Mm -hmm. Let's make this, since it's a federal ho national holiday, let's choose that time to educate. You know, um, you know, we, we have a hot quote unquote holiday outside of uh, Black History Month, as they, you know, like to say. So, use it to educate, you know, use, hey, between, you know, that that's the way we keep this, keep the authenticity. You really refuse to say that word correctly. Authenticity. Thank you. <laughs> Authentic authenticity. Those are, that's what you got. That's it. Not authentic. Not, <laughs> I don't know where you are. <laughs> and I know this word. I know these words. <laughs> I know these words. Oh my God. Um, that's the way that we keep that authentic is by teaching the next generation and the next generation and the next generation and um, educating even those outside of our culture just to educate them so that they can appreciate mm -hmm. the holiday when it's being recognized. 
in its proper way. We're not asking for anyone to kiss our butt or worship us or none of that. You know, just acknowledge it, recognize it, and be and respect it, like she said. And and the way to do that is just to continue to teach, um, teach the truth, um, teach its true meaning, and 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 move on. You know, keep going. You know, um, find something else to create to go along with. You know, use use it as a building block um, in our community. So that that's that's what I have. Um, so on that note, we say cheers to that. Wait, hold up. That wasn't it either. That okay. wasn't it. Yeah, I don't have a. I don't have. You usually do the ding, man. I know my ding has been up. Hold up. That's, yeah, I don't have a home. Better. Hold up. There you go. Cheers <laughs> to that. Listen, it's like 40 minutes to cheers. Um, <laughs> take one, take two, take three. So cheers. I'm going to ask you first, what do you think since you, your glass is not empty. I've had like two over here. What's I, your, I, what's I, your I, thought on the red blend? So I, honestly, I had forgot that we was drinking wine until i saw you pour your second glass and i was like oh oh yes yeah. this is a wine <laughs> podcast for those who don't know and apparently the co-host forgot this is a wine podcast we sit we wine while we i literally said in the intro where we wine while we wine you only did one you only did one. and i ranted for half of it so i went you had time to wine She didn't know. She didn't know the assignment, y'all. The assignment. I, I skipped the assignment. She skipped, skipped the. <laughs> I'm I not went, gonna hand that in. I'm not gonna I hand that in. I went straight from uh, morning announcements, objective, and dismissal. <laughs> no assignments were completed. No, no assignments were completed. I was here though. I was here for the lecture. You were present, but no assignments were completed. Interactive. I got participation for classwork. Wow. <laughs> I got participation for it. I got participation. But you didn't do any of the handouts. Okay, so I'm going to give mine. I'm going to say this is honestly the best red blend I've had. This entire podcast year, this is the best red blend I've had. And y'all know, y'all, if y'all are a fellow whiner and have been whining with us, y'all know I don't do the reds. I don't do the reds. I like red bone, but I like white wine. You know what I'm saying? So, so this has been the best red blend. Now, I'm still not a huge fan of red, so it is only going to go but so high. But it's um, it's a medium body. It's, uh, it said dark cherry, and I definitely got that. Um, it said uh, this soft, supple mouth feel and ripe notes of dark cherry into wine for a deliciously satisfying blend that culminates in a long silky fit. And it is a long silky fit. Y'all, this is just prophecy. Y'all, okay. Y'all make me want to try your Cabernet Sauvignon and Pinot Noir and I ate both of them. But this right here was good. Like I will give this a 3.5 cause I really don't like red. I still don't like red. But y'all red is like the best. So I, if you're from Prophecy, this is on my red scale. 
My red scale, y'all are three five on the on the curve. That's like a four five. That's like a four five. Cause y'all know, like I'm real discern I'm real discerning with my whites, man. My white scale is real is tough. My rose scale is like tie. Like we ain't really we're not really rose fans over here. So like my rose and my red scale are similar. So on my red scale, yo, because I really expect like a 0.5 for most reds. <laughs> like I don't, I have no expectations, no high hopes. Y'all were a three five. This was this this. If somebody asks me, do I want a red? Like that's what I have to have. I'm gonna say I want this 2017 red blend from Prophecy. I don't know if y'all 2020 is better or not, because you know red's supposed to get better with age. So y'all y'all, wow, that's like five oh, years. We don't have the same. I have a 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got um, the 17. So. But you're not too far off. I don't know if a year makes a big difference. I did see a sommelier do one that was like 5, 10, and 20 years. And I know that had a big difference, but I don't know if one is off. But I, yeah, the 17, y'all. So if this, I would be curious to see what this is aged, like where how a red is supposed to be, like a good 10 years. So if I could find like a 2012. Y'all let me know because I, I want that. Yeah, I'm actually interested um, for the wine out that you guys make sure you watch at the end, the last Saturday of this month. This where Saturday? Because it's Yeah, where we taste all of these wines. Um, now, know, knowing that mine is a year younger than um, hers, I am very interested in um, tasting to see what the differences are between the two. Um, I think that will be a neat tasting, like this, you know, something new. Um, if it's minor, if it's if it's a lot, if, if it's major, if it's um, uh, more potent, you know, or, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how this is gonna go. Um, my rating for this is gonna be a 3.5 as well. Um, I will not go as far as saying that this is the best red blend that I've had, although it is, although it is good. Um, the silky taste at the end allows it to linger and the acidity, the acidity, acidity. acidity and from the uh, red, it does stay in your mouth longer. It does give you that hmm, lingering feeling. Um, it's not overwhelming and overbearing, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, this to me would be a great candle. The smell of this. Oh is, yeah, the smell is great. It's awesome. Um, but I generally like the black cherry scent anyway. So that makes sense. Um, but yeah, 3.5 for me, I feel like this would be a good uh, dinner wine where like if you go and you don't know exactly what you're gonna have, um, but you know you're gonna have some type of protein, um, I would probably stay away from the seafood, but like a hefty piece of chicken or, you know, a steak or a pork chop or, you know, something like that, this would pair really, really nicely with, if you're like going out and you don't know what you're gonna have, I just wouldn't have this with seafood. But- Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but anything else, I would definitely, I think that this would pair nicely with. Um, I enjoyed this. Even yeah, though this is you, more of an herby thing than a sauce too. Like if you're going to do right. this, I wouldn't do this with a barbecue sauce. 
No. Or like an Alfredo, no sauces. I would do no. this with very something very herby, like herb crusted something. Yep. Yeah, a nice grilled. Yeah. Just yeah. The, keep keep it plain, keep it classic. I think a classic dish would go well with this, if that makes sense. Um yeah, so that's our ratings for our popping grapes experience with hashtag prophecy. Grab a prophecy. So yeah, tell us your prophecy. Uh, grab a prophecy. Hashtag grab a prophecy. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to the wonderful conclusion of another month. <laughs> well, not yet. We got one more because it's a five month, five week month. It's a five so week month. We doing why uh so next week y'all will be journey to fitness journey to fitness ooh it's dry y'all so when we say grab a glass of water at the beginning we mean that because we will we have water. water we will have water we will have water <laughs> we will have water don't forget um, to wine with us live this Saturday June twenty fifth at three p.m. on YouTube or Instagram. And we're going to taste the, 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 not the entire line, the majority of the line of prophecy, y'all. So you'll get our honest reviews, our honest thoughts, um, us processing, you know, the brand itself. Um, we, I will, we will even talk about the wonderful artists of these bottles. It is a young lady of Asian descent. I cannot remember her name off the top of my head. Um, but if you go to prophecywinery.com, I think that's the correct website. Um, or just Google Prophecy Wines, um, it'll come up. And it's a beautiful website that goes into detail about artwork and X, Y, and Z. It's a nice read if you have some free time. So do that as well. Um, but we'll be reviewing majority of the line live on YouTube and Instagram. So be sure that you join us then. Um, and as we wrap up this wonderful episode, um, ladies and gentlemen, I am Ta'e Michelle. Et je suis Chevron Camille. Je m'appelle who? I said je suis Camille. Okay. I didn't say je m'appelle nothing, but je m'appelle Chevron Camille. Okay. So yep. you just got to put the French in there. French. Just, I was Spanish, but since you have to put the French in there. That's that's about as much as I know of French. Yeah, okay, Italian though. That's that's what Italian day. Or uh <laughs> I can't ever do I cannot do a Portuguese Brazilian accent for my life. Like that thing is hard for me, y'all, but everything is hard for me. I feel like the only thing that my brain would function correctly with is French. I don't well, I do know why. It just is what it is. I think if I'm going to learn a foreign language, it would have to be French. I don't think my brain will tolerate anything else. <laughs> like, I don't have control of my brain, but, you know. <laughs> but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you all next week. This is one of those long sayonaras. <laughs> Indeed. So, as we like to say, be sure to join us next week for more laughs, more fun, and of course, more wine. And remember, there's nothing wrong with a little wine or a lot. <laughs>
3 p.m. Thank you for whining with us on this episode of A Little Something to Whine About. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to join us live the last Saturday of every month on YouTube or Instagram. And we'll see you next Wednesday for more fun, more laughs, and of course, more wine.